You're listening to the Wellington Hustle Interview Project, showcasing Wellington's entrepreneurs, sharing their experiences to inspire your entrepreneurial journey. Thank you for joining me. I'm Tim Morrison. Happy New Year, it's Tim here, back with another Wellington Hustle Interview Project episode. This month, I talk with James Benny. James is currently a business development manager at Wellington NZ, helping local businesses grow and for Wellington to prosper. Being an entrepreneur at heart, with a passion for helping business, you also find James's insightful content on the Raw Mentor social media channels. Before Wellington NZ, James helped create and sell two businesses. James took over the family business, a training company for New Zealand's hospitality industry. Today, this business is known as Hospo Train. In 2017, James is recognised for his hard work by being presented a Felix Award for Outstanding Hospitality Professional. James's second business is a lifestyle clothing brand for those who love fishing. James and his co-founder, Felix, felt that they needed a brand of clothing to wear that showed their passion for surf cast fishing. Billabong just wasn't cutting it for them and Slack Tide was born. With the intro over, let's enjoy this interview with James Benny. James Benny, welcome to the Wellington Hustle Interview Project. Thanks for your time and coming to sit down and chat about what you do or have done or your outlook, I guess, on the entrepreneurial journey. So just to start off with, if you could give me like a quick um, intro into, your, into what you're doing and where you've come from. So the name's James Benny, currently uh, the Business Growth Manager at Wellington NZ, which is the Wellington Regional Economic Development Agency. So we help people grow their businesses uh, to prosper Wellington, uh, build capability. Uh, and I'm also a mentor as well. So everything around helping people in business has been a main factor. In a previous life, uh, before that, in the last two years, I've sold two businesses. Uh, I had a training and development company for the hospitality industry called Hospo Train. So we're NZQA approved doing liquor license consulting and I did restaurant consulting as well throughout New Zealand. And then I also had a lifestyle clothing brand called Slack Tide. It was all about the coastal life because of passion of fishing. And yeah, literally three weeks ago, we've just uh, sold that, which is Are you cool. still, I was going to ask what yeah, yeah. I don't even know if you told me about that when we no, met before. No, that's right. It's so, quite cool. Yeah, so yeah, that's that to me today. Cool, awesome. And so I guess let's just jump in with the, next, with the question one, which normally is what was your vision and when did you first start your venture? So let's go back and maybe describe a bit of vision about HOSPO training and a little bit about the slack tie. So HOSPO train has been around for a long time, my father had a small company uh, just based in Wellington and mm. we specialised in liquor licensing and I was working in the restaurant industry at the time and so I took that over in 2009 and basically you know the need was really there to upskill the industry and and I had a lot of, all my life been in hospitality so a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge to pass on and I think that's always been a bit of a trait of mine is I want to help people, it's just naturally who I am. So. I expanded Hospo Train to Auckland and Christchurch, as well as, as Wellington. And then I ju jumped off from actually teaching courses and stuff like that and got a, got a trainer in Wellington. So I can work at that classic on the business scenario. Yeah. And I think that really helped sort of get that bit of clarity so we could expand yeah. and, and have that. And I, and I went into the, the restaurant consulting stuff because it was really, you know, kind of like I had a personal brand, you know, myself as James Benny, Hospo Train, but nobody really knew that. It's amazing yeah. how that, that comes into play where you think your brand name or your business name is strong, but actually your personal brand is way, way bigger. Um, 
And it was interesting when I sold Hospo Train, you know, there's questions going around, oh, how big is the James Benny effect? You know, it's like, well, <laughs> well, it's hard to gauge, but I've been off the tools now for a while and, and things like that. Maybe it was bigger than I had on the avenue. So, guess, yeah. Is that where the, the, like you mentioned, mentoring earlier, is that? Yeah, and that's that's sort come- of, that sort of flow flowed on from that. And so once I was nearing the end of Hospo Train, the handover and things like that, I was just like, man, I've still got a lot to offer here. And I thought, wow, you know, how I conquer more than just the hospitality industry. And I was still heavily in training and development. So I got a contract at Wellington NZ mm. as a training and development officer. So we actually was rolling out um, digital training packages and, and more got into the wellness space, uh, employee experience, which I really loved. And it's just, up, you know, upskilling in that area in the corporate environment. So I was pretty stoked that I could move from from hospo because i was a bit worried about getting pigeonholed in hospo you yeah. know like you know it's a hospo guy for so many long so long and then i was like okay well, how do we branch you know to small to off and stuff so then i got that role and then now the role i'm in now i've been in 14 months in the business growth team it's like well i've, I've had business before i've grown business i've got a lot to offer in that so yeah i'm actually loving helping people scale their business and i'm you know i'm in different sectors now so current portfolio is ict SaaS. Uh, professional services and a little bit of hospo. The raw mentor. When did that start? So raw mentor actually to was that start, after? You... Yeah, sort of, sort of towards the end of hospo train. Okay, but before um, before working for Wellington and yeah, 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 yeah. But it was raw hospitality back then. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. And I was like, nah, man, I've got general business, you know, knowledge to to give. So just changed it to raw mentor. And the name came back. It was raw. It's me. It's what you get. You know, I wear caps in the videos and all that. It's just me. And I think it's really important just what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. It's not about what you wear anymore. <laughs> it's like when tech companies wear t-shirts to work. It's, it's just like that. It's just what are you offering? And I was just like, was, you know, as long as I can add value to business and if someone just takes a little snippet out of it. And at the moment, Raw Mentor is a bit of a passion project. I think I've got a few clients, um, but m- more of just testing the waters, seeing what, what, what happens, because mentorship to me is two ways, you know? It's not just one way, someone asking for my views and talking about the business, so well, I'm learning from them as well, which a lot, of, a lot of people, I think, forget, you know? Like, I don't like the word consulting and like that, because, um, or, you know, I don't feel I'm a coach. I'm not telling people what to do. I'm saying, hey, I'm this thinking is- different ways to do it, and from my experiences, have a think about this. So when I, you watch my videos, it's like, I always say the line, have a think about doing this because I'm not telling you to do this, yeah. you must do that. It's like, this is this is possible. You know what I mean? This is possible and it's just getting people you know, thinking in a different different yeah. light. And uh, how about the uh, the clothing brand? How did that come about? So a good friend of mine, Felix Wenzel, we're both in the Wellington Surfcasting Club. I'm the current vice president and Felix is an amazing Wellington's top, top fisherman. <laughs> and um, so we're like, what do we wear on the weekends, you know? Like, we got to our age, we're not surfers, you know, we didn't feel like we could wear Billabong or Rip Curl or something like that, and we were wearing a lot of blank t-shirts as it was, so we're like, we love the sport of fishing and surf casting, but what do we wear on the weekend to sort of, you know, show that? So we surf casting, is that? Surf casting is fishing from, base, from the beach, yeah, land okay. base. Uh, which is I do predominantly uh, myself, and we're like, what do we wear on the weekends? You know what I mean? So it's like, so we created our own brand, and it was like, well, you know, we have people in the industry, in the fishing industry, that we, you know, networks, and we know what's what, and we're like, let's just create our own label. So that started in 2017. Whiteboard session in the lounge, coming up with names with our wives, <laughs> and yeah, Slack Tide was born. So Slack Tide's the, the, the in, between the incoming and outgoing tide, where yep. it goes Slack. Yeah. 
and it's a catchy name so we thought we'll stick with that and then I handled all the design uh, coming up with concepts and stuff and then Felix did all the dispatch and stuff like that from his house and his garage and yeah so the brand was born you know <laughs> big on social on the gram and things like that and we had a few influencers you know which was helping us out sort of sell um, we yeah, our main thing was we don't want to go offshore we don't want to go to China we don't you know we want to support locals so we used you know local screen printers here in Shelly Bay eco-friendly inks that was you know, a big part of us we had compostable home compostable packages sending it out we had labels you know everything was relabeled professionally um, just so that we could support local and you know supplying the best blank t-shirts that we could in New Zealand that we knew that weren't going to shrink on your first time wearing it and things like that and we were a premium brand you know yeah and that market has blown up a bit you know what I mean there's one major competitor was makes some great stuff but a lot of sort of fishing crews sort of stemmed out there in the last two uh, one one to two years you know just crews just you know oh, I'm gonna just chuck a brand on a t-shirt and that's kind of kind of cool so it sort of brought more awareness yeah and then fast forward came to the time where Felix bought a fishing shop that he's been managing for, for 10 years so he created Capital Fishing and then I was working Wellington NZ and, and the time was just not there and you know I was like man I've got to eat my own words I'm telling businesses hey it's all about you know time and commitment and things like that and I was like well we don't have the time or commitment so what are we really doing with this um, one of our good friends came to us who was one of our biggest fans who yeah. bought all our gear he's like man I don't want to see Slack Tide just finish you know, would you be interested in me and my wife bought it and we carry on the legacy and we're like, yeah, that's what it was all about. We just want to see our brand um, carry on and things like that. And it wasn't about the money, you know, there's money involved, but we just want to see something that we co-founded, you know, three and a bit years ago, just carry on and they're going to boost it to the next level. We're going to do a kid's range and some of my boys and sons are going to get involved and, you know, nice. it's really cool just to see it carry on. So was it just your branding and, and imagery on the clothing or was it specialist clothing for people fishing? It was our branding on, you know, yeah. standard, yeah. standard yeah. you could yeah. fish in it and stuff, we did yeah. some jackets yeah. and stuff like that. And our main logo was one of those logos that you looked at it, yeah. you didn't know what it was, it could mean something to the next person. And it, it had these wave contours and stuff like that. And, and we'd say, what do you think that is? And, oh, I can see the mountains and the sea. And was, that's cool, you know, and someone else would see, oh, I'd see just the waves. And, and actually, if you Googled slack tide, there's you know uh, tide and graphs and we're like we took inspiration from that yeah. so and I wanted something that just wasn't totally obvious so a lot of our stuff doesn't have fish all over it and things like that um, so the non-fishermen yeah. could get involved <laughs> and our jacket had reflective print so we actually sourced this really cool reflective print so that when you'd wear it at night or walking the dog or whatever it would shine in the light you know and just we actually just took a bit, a bit more thought into it than just slapping it on. How did you deal with any early setbacks? Well, there's a lot of setbacks in any business, you know, when you're doing a hospital train, it's like, well, who are you, James, and why should I employ you to come and teach my restaurant staff to sell more or better customer experience, stuff like that. And you have to sort of build up your bit of a, I always use this line that become an authority in your market. And I still use that now with my clients. It's like, you've got to put yourself out there, become, hey, why should they do business with you? So the setbacks around that. But I came from the industry, so when I start talking to people in the industry, I sort of had a bit of clout, which was nice. 
when you're getting slack, slack tied and you're designing garments and getting labels printed, there's a lot, lot of room for error there. Yeah. And you yeah. just have to hit it. You're like, wow, we didn't think about that. Well, measurements, you've got to look at every little measurement of every little label. And we had labels that reversed, that showed the logo the same way. So when it, when it sat on a beanie, you could wear it down or fold it up. And so there's a lot of little attention to detail things. So you've really got to be like, wow, okay. And embroidery, you know, I was really scrutinized on the quality of the embroidery. And some stuff we got done, it was like, man, that is nowhere near up to par, and I'll yeah. just send it back. And yeah. it's just having that, like, hey, come on. And and just proving, you know, yourself there, which is, yeah. So there, there are set, setbacks, and there's long nights awake, and paying bills, and tax, and GST. And, yeah, have you, yeah. you got um, one in particular that was uh, reasonably juicy? <laughs> no, not really. Just, you know, 10 years, I think, you know, back then it was a long time in business. Mm. And, uh, and there's some big bills out there, you know, we were NCQA approved and, you know, they take a, it takes a lot to be accredited. Mm. Uh, and I don't think people realise that. And um, in the end, you know, to be honest, NCQA are really big in the school sector and in the private sector, they probably can't see vision and in, in the new school and it's just, and it comes to the end, it's just like a bit restricting. So it was time to move on and I wasn't enjoying it anymore, you mm. know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, it was time to do the deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you have any highlights? Like, well, not highlights, but like there was a setback that happened that you managed to deal with it in an inspirational or informational use for someone. The way I operate in business, I'm not a huge gambler. I play yeah. it quite safe. Yeah. And that probably does hinder some yeah. people. You know, even now, like you've got to take risk. And I guess staffing was mm. in, when you had contract trainers and I was trying to boost to the Taranaki too early and, and I didn't find the right person and, and, and I thought I'd had the right person and then it backfires and go and do your dirty on you and work for someone else and things like that. So there's little things like yeah. that. Um, but again, you just got to pick yourself, the mindset now is more than anything. Pick yourself up and, and get you know, ask for help, yeah. you know, like talk to advisors, mentors, people have been there. Um, you know, I always suggest outside of your family because they're just going to say it's all rosy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and just rock up and ask people, you know. I think we've, Kiwis are very humble, as we know, and it's been said a lot on this podcast. We're humble, we don't ask, you know, we're afraid of looking silly and things like that. But this day and age when there's money involved and families and mortgages and things like that and staying afloat, you know, the more advice, you know, you can get from all different walks of life. And, and now my current role helping people through Wellington NZ, I'm meeting a lot of providers. So we work with providers and gurus in the industry that we can sort of semi-fund and I'm learning a lot from that. It's yeah. like, wow, yeah. different ways of, you know, doing things yeah. you've never thought. Yeah. And I think that's a big, getting that mindset and that clarity and surrounding yourself with people who, you know, do challenge you, you know, catching up with coffee regularly and like, man, you feel, if you come away from that coffee meeting feeling invigorated and enthused and wow, he's got a point or they've got a point, that's the people you should yeah. be around. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. Was there any time that you just wanted to say, oh, yeah. I'm over this and yeah. I'm going to give up? And Quite did you, how did you get over that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think for me it was financial pressure, mm. you know, like we've got three young boys, you know, like we've, you know, we had two, two of our boys back to back and we moved out to Martinborough, you know, just to get away from the city and cheap rent and things like that. And I had to come back a different couple of days, days a week to do training and stuff like that. But yeah, like when bills are adding up and, and everybody says to me, oh, hey, James, you put something, you know, put some away each week and stuff like that. And like, what? Re reality, that doesn't happen, you know, in small business. And, and so I think uh, even to this day, a lot of that financial pressure um, really is the, is the main burden. And, and I sort of wanted to give up. And, yeah. and I think if you're getting frustrated and lose the passion and, 
then you've really got to evaluate that, hey, do I push through and get help? You know, and it was very lonely. I was a sole operator, I had contract trainers in different areas, but it's just me talking about my, <laughs> talking just to me, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and reaching out to people, but I didn't know that many people in the training game at that time or business advisors or stuff and or could afford them yeah. as well. So I think finding someone who can help you for nothing as well, and you <laughs> yeah. shout them coffee is the biggest, <laughs> you know. That's, that was a huge, I think, moment for me. Selling a business, I was proud. I'm like, not many people can sell their business, and yeah. I think they just sort of windle away, and I thought, even now, two businesses, and, you know, that's a big achievement. I think we have to pat it, you know, everybody has to pat themselves. It is the really, when you think about it, because it means, I guess, that your business is actually structured in a way where yeah, someone else can come in and run it. <laughs> or someone wants what you've created, yeah. which is, you know, and I think we have to, as Kiwis, pat ourselves on the bat for that. So going to Wellington NZ and I get a contract for two years, and I was like, man, man, I can do this in a different industry and then moving on to business growth team and I think my mindset's even more clearer now that it's quite nice to get a pay packet and go home and, and go and spend weekends in the batch and go fishing with my kids and it's not about earning huge dollars and reaching for the stars every single week and grinding and grinding and it's a, yeah I think that says a lot and I think you know three boys you know trying to be a father and going out with them and him spending more time and being around yeah. you know? I know there's a lot of people out there in the corporate market that's great and they're not around enough but that's you know, that's cool they choose to do that that's fine mm. but i quite enjoy you know getting that pay packet and then helping people on the side and because i'm entrepreneurial spirit anyway i'm always going to have something to get, fuel my fire yeah. whether it's raw mentor keep you know producing content and things like that and meeting people and helping them i always have something on the side where you work as well i suppose you get to feed off all the yeah. entrepreneurial spirits that in Wellington anyway. Well, that's so. right. You know, <laughs> so Wellington NZ is, you know, it's kind of like a creative agency making our slogans, making the Wellington region wildly famous. You know, so we got mar we market Wellington to the world, bring people here to make movies, education. Uh, we run all these venues in the city, so it's quite an electric little agency. Um, yeah, we're funded by the councils and things like that. But that's really cool that we're in a little, little, little world at Wellington NZ, making Wellington wildly famous. Is there any traps that you fell into? Yeah, that motivation, you know, when you're mm. by yourself, it's easy to flick on Sky TV. Mm. Oh, I've got a course coming up on a weekend, that'll be right. You don't have that hustle, you don't have that drive, you can easily lose that when you are by yourself or you don't have a business partner to, to bounce ideas around or keep you keep you in check. So I think the biggest trap for me is like, you can get lazy, yeah. you know, and I think people need to watch that and surround themselves with people who will drive them and then yeah, I'm not talking about your partner or your wife and things like that because that's another ball game. You can get home yeah. and, and then the financial pressures come. So, yeah, traps around that and just finding the right people. Yeah. So your way out of the trap of motivation is, like you say, finding the right people to sort of yeah. be around. And, I think it's key, you know, yeah. to find those right people. Or a business partner that you're so in sync with. Mm. It's not just grabbing a business partner because they've got money or whatever. Yes, cool, if it's investment only, that's cool. But, yeah, finding those people that you're really in check with. And you've got different offerings if you're too similar sometimes it doesn't work but if you've got different skill sets that's cool and I think that's why when we created Slack Time with Felix it was like we had two of us you know conquering the world and yeah. things like that and, and the small wins we used to just high five each other when we'd get an order from someone we didn't know in the yeah. early days we're like do you know this person we just, got, we just sold person? a $30 t-shirt woohoo yeah, you know like, do you know this one no we don't know the person's a random <laughs> and, and those are those highlights and things like so yeah just the usual surround your people with good people and you'll do good things and also having a why you know why are you doing it mm. the why should never be about money the why is like, hey, what's inside? What's going to drive you every single day? Making things better. I think my why with Warm Mentor is just 
adding value to people. They can take one little nugget of information from one of my two minute videos and they can go and do that in their business while we're winning, right? Not about at the moment taking dollars off people that they don't have them in this climate and things yeah. like that. It's about really about helping them get through. And you always win, you know. They always say nice guys never win, but they, it's your reputation as well. Yeah. A bit of a nice guy. So what inspires and motivates you? Motivation, you know, I get motivated by praise. I love praise. I love people saying you're doing a good thing. I like people saying, hey, I've seen your LinkedIn videos or things like that. That, that really motivates me because not everybody likes the stuff. Exactly, I'm talking about liking on Facebook because people aren't likers. But for me, I'm like, that's what I feed off. I want to know if people are viewing my content, you know, talking about me in the, in the right light and things like that. So that, that's a good motivation or referral saying, hey, you should talk to James and things like that. So that's a big motivation mm. for me. What about inspiration? Well, I just, I get inspiration from, you know, other people. Mm. Other people who are doing well or different straight, you know, things like you've had Joel Bouzade on, you know, and we meet up regularly and stuff like that. And he's one of those ones you know who does challenge you and ask you the key questions a bit like I do with my clients and I think that's really inspirational yeah. and um, and Jeremy Dean you know who's got the emotional culture deck he's doing some amazing things around the world with the emotional culture deck and you know it's a, it's a fun interactive card game and he's got the customer service deck he's got um, the well-being deck coming out and 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 he's one of these people you talk to and have coffee and says oh, why don't you just do that just do this have you thought about that and you and you you get inspired from those, you know, other people doing really cool things that just challenge you. Yeah. And for me, it's not all about the ones who are doing amazingly, you yeah. know, and it's all the press and stuff like that. It's just people doing their thing and doing it well and adding value. It's like when the businesses I meet through Wellington NZ and they're just like killing it or doing amazing things or small wins. That's inspiring. The other day I got sent a bottle of wine from a client just saying, hey, the people I've matched them, you know, because we do a lot of matching mm. with providers and stuff and mentors, the people that you've matched me and we're trying to create this new brand and things like that, it's just outstanding. And I'm like, well, that's what I'm here for. But it does feel really cool that I've made the right, the right matches. Yeah. I've found the right people to help them and they're boosting, you know, it's really cool to see people do well and, and, and that like again it's just that feedback thing that's how i roll yeah. just people yeah. you know it's not like oh i need praise it's like no i just feed off that because that's how i know i'm doing a good thing can you describe a breakthrough that you're particularly proud of oh, apart from selling businesses that's pretty good you know s silly personal thing like you know growing up as a child other people had matches yep. my family didn't have that i went to boarding school <laughs> instead <laughs> and you know like after selling a business we could buy our own batch and i think that's a really cool really cool thing to have for my family and a breakaway mindset mm. you know my wife works full full time in the corporate environment and we just need to get away and we've just noticed that our family connection and all that has been huge and fueling passion for fishing and quad biking and stuff like that i think that's really cool that we can we can buy our own little piece of paradise in south wairapa back in the hospital training days i won a felix award which was a wellington hospitality awards for the outstanding personality of professional of the year i think it was and that's only invited by the industry so that's quite cool to get mm. from your peers you're getting you know the major award of the night from, from the industry so that's quite cool it's them saying we believe in you james that's right yeah and that and that and that was in the days of hospital train when i was moving on and helping people in the industry which was quite cool what do you see as your biggest lesson Connections, I think, you know, yeah, knowing people, mm. getting to know people uh, it does wonders, you know, be, putting yourself out there, meeting people, getting to know them. You just don't know what that next person that you meet can know, what doors they can open, what they can provide, whether it's a big sale or a contract or just someone to, you know, boost your business to the next level. You just don't know who is out there. 
and um, yeah, I think that's really in, in New Zealand, especially you can, we can we can get hold of you know, important people, investors, and things like that. You can meet them just down the street or at the park, and you know, at events, and and they want to hear your story and what you're doing, and you just don't know what what doors that could open. So yeah. I always say that the more people that you are meeting and networking, you know, leads could lead to great things. Yeah. I remember, you know. At, Back in the hospital train days, I used to go to every every hospitality event, and my wife's like, "Oh, you just go in there for the free booze and stuff like that." But you know, I'd come home and people would see me and go, "Oh, James, I need to book someone on your course, you know, and stuff." Oh, and then the next person, "Oh, I've got someone for you," because they can see you out and about. And I'd come home and goes, "Oh, hey, darling, there's a couple of grand's worth of stuff coming in for the Monday's course." And but it's true, you yeah. know, like if you're out there and about and or doing content or things like that, it's been seen. Yeah, it's been mm. seen, and I did a video. A while back saying everybody's always watching you know what i mean like i say they may not be liking but they are watching what you're doing and you just might not know and like i went to a wellington and christmas party recently and one of my colleagues who worked in another department they said oh i've seen your content the raw mental stuff that's really cool and it's like wow you, you know, we hardly speak to speak to each other yeah. during the year and things like that but they're always watching so you just don't know when the next sort of opportunity to come along has your vision always been clear and how has it evolved? Just, I guess your vision can always be clearer. Yeah, that's right. And I think if you've got that purpose and that yeah. why, and, and you know, I have a, my mindset is pretty positive on life in general and I don't get caught up in the BS and all things like that. So I think my vision is always, you know, what's, you know, like, you know, I talked to a manager at work yesterday, he's like, you know, we had this team meeting and you're all about what's happening next year. It's really exciting. 2021, get rid of this year, let's move on. We've got new people coming to our team. How can we help the next, you know, round of businesses coming to look for us? And and he he was like, Man, that's pretty cool that like, you're thinking that way where other people are still like, Oh, COVID, oh, hard times, oh, it's been a crap year and things like that. And yes, it has for, you know, for a lot of people, like yeah. up and down, but I'm, I'm I I think towards the future and what's around the corner, I think. So if you started again from scratch, what would you do differently? I think um, getting more feedback on yeah. your idea and your concept early on from all different walks of life because whatever's caught up in your head, you know, just becomes the next best idea and then, you know, what problem are you solving? You know, get people to ask you those questions. Well, what problem are you solving? Has it been done before? Is there room in the market for, for an interrupter, say? You know, what makes your product different even if someone is doing that and things like that. So it's getting that feedback early on and along the journey, what can we do to make it better? I think um, a lot of us, again, like I said, we're humble, we don't get enough, we don't talk to enough people and we just, you know, I see a lot of people, you know, create something but they haven't looked at the, who's the customer? Who's gonna buy that is another big area. Who's gonna buy that product, that service and work back from there? I think we don't do that enough. Like we just we just stuck thinking, who's going to buy it? How much is it going to cost? Who else is out there? Do your research. You know, there could be ten people doing what you're doing, and they could do it bloody well. But if you don't go and research and get that advice, you just don't know. And you could put a lot of energy into the early days and create a product. If it's a digital product, you know, and you know how to develop. Well, yeah, cool. It's all your own hours and all your own time. And you know, I've had clients come to me just saying you know oh, I've got a product like trade me and I think trade me is rubbish and we all know how successful trade <laughs> yeah, me trade is. me is kind of large, rather large rather isn't it large. <laughs> and it's just just their point of view and they and they were a developer and they didn't get any external advice and they were just so fixated on why theirs is going to be the next best thing and and it was linked to charity and things like that and some points they had you know that, that could work but obviously that 
their mindset was up against trade me and it's like well that's a big feat you know and um you know and challenging people and and saying the hard the hard lines to some business that we make like hey maybe really look at this this and this and go away and and then some people might change and i'm not going to say the p word but, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> but some people will never get that you know it's their way or the highway and then that's cool um but yeah yeah i think it's all about that for anybody that wants to find out more about you and wellington nz and raw mentor and uh, slack tide <laughs> even though slack tide's been sold you guys will right. go check it out no. that's right you know. check out slack tide on the, the usual channels or slacktide.co.nz uh, raw mentor you know the same facebook yeah. instagram um, producing videos and yeah wellington nz if you've got a you know business out there uh, you're looking to grow whether it's revenue staff and you need a bit of support a little bit of funding you know, all our funding is not cash it's 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 for knowledge base and it's building your knowledge and business um, in areas that you might not have. So yeah, just get in touch with wellingtonnz.com. Awesome. Uh, hit me up. Bombard <laughs> my email. I won't give you the email so work it out. For, for anyone who wants James' email, I'm selling it for like 100 bucks a pop. <laughs> Actually, make it five. Five dollars would be fine. Yeah, all right, James, thank you very much for that. And, uh, it was great chatting with you. Cool, thanks for having me. Hey, James, thanks again for sharing your story with the Wellington Hustle community. My takeaway from your interview is the importance of not being caught up in the glory of being that entrepreneur. Sometimes it is better to find that job that you really enjoy, take the stress out of life, quality time with your family while they're still young and still think you're awesome. Doesn't mean that you failed. You can always do something on the side of your day job. For you, the listener, what have you taken away from James's interview? Please share in the comments over at the Wellington Hustle website. I'll be adding links here for all the resources mentioned in the interview. You'll also find James's contact details if you want to reach out and start a conversation. Just head over to the website, wellingtonhustle.co, and you'll find James there. If you've enjoyed these interviews, please spread the word, share with your friends, or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps the Wellington Hustle interview project be found by others. If you're interested in being interviewed for the project or you have somebody in mind that would be a great fit, then please, please, please send me an email on tim at timson.co or head to the Timson Co. website, click on the Wellington Hustle link from the menu and choose Join Wellington Hustle from the drop down. Thanks so much again for listening and until next time, keep on hustling.